This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 12, it says, Indeed, the Word of God is living and effective, sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating even between soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and able to discern reflections and thoughts of the heart. Yes, the Word of God is living and effective today in my life and in yours. And that's the very reason why I'm offering this weekly podcast where I reflect upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. So now, please join me on Faith Moments with Dina Marie as we break open the Word of God together, inviting His Word to change our lives forever. Greetings and welcome to Faith Moments with Dina Marie, a weekly podcast to proclaim and to ponder our Sunday Mass readings. This Sunday, we're entering into the sixth Sunday in Ordinary Time. Some of the interesting things that you're going to be hearing or you have already been hearing if you've been listening to the daily readings is the book of Genesis. And for a week or two, we're going to hear the beginning of the book of Genesis. And we continue to hear this Sermon on the Mount in the gospel reading today. So this is in Matthew chapter five, and we're going into different sections of this teaching of Jesus Christ. So I welcome all of of you who are either listening on the Hail Mary Media app on your favorite podcast platform, you can access Faith Moments at any time there through the Hail Mary Media app and then go and continue to get the updates on a regular basis. Those of you on YouTube, I invite you to subscribe to this channel as I've got a couple of different playlists for you, the Faith Moments playlist, also my Pray With Me, and then I also include a lot of the Catholic interviews that I do on the YouTube channel and their different interviews that I have done on Matre Day Radio, but also feature some of my interviews with Father James Kubicki, a Jesuit priest, and also a Franciscan friar, Father Dan Petit, on a monthly basis. We feature several interviews about the lives of the saints, and particularly with Father Dan, uh, looking at our Catholic faith through the Franciscan lens. So check those out on the YouTube channel. I also am going to close with a prayer, and I will include the prayer here on the YouTube channel, but it is a prayer to Our Lady Seat of Wisdom. So as we hear, and you're going to hear that word, actually, wisdom, a few times in our readings today, we are going to continue to pray for God's wisdom to guide us in our daily lives. So let us begin on this sixth Sunday in Ordinary Time February 12th, and we're in year A for our Sunday Mass readings. I want to open with the collect that you'll hear in today's Mass. Again, I want to encourage you that if you don't have access to a Magnificat, a Missal, this is the word among us, get a hold of one of these resources. There's a lot of resources online that give you the readings for each day, also the collect and the antiphons that you'll hear prayed. It's just a beautiful way for you to pray with the church. And so I love to use this. I highlight it. Uh, when I go to mass, I, 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 if 
something comes to me in the homily or as I'm praying, I'll write in the daily readings, you know, what just might have been a particular thought or inspiration that I've received that I might need to follow up on. And so these daily mass booklets, uh, maybe you have your own mass journal where you're just writing and reflecting prayers, thanksgivings, maybe things you're working on. I think those are really great resources for you on a daily basis to take. So let us pray today's collect. O God, who teach us that you abide in hearts that are just and true, grant that we may be so fashioned by your grace as to become a dwelling pleasing to you. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Our first reading today in the sixth Sunday in Ordinary Time comes from the book of Sirach, chapter 15. If you choose, you can keep the commandments. They will save you. If you trust in God, you too shall live. He has set before you fire and water, to whichever you choose, stretch forth your hand. Before man are life and death, good and evil. Whichever he chooses shall be given him. Immense is the wisdom of the Lord. He is mighty in power and all-seeing. The eyes of God are on those who fear him. He understands man's every deed. No one does he command to act unjustly. To none does he give license to sin. The word of the Lord. The responsorial psalm comes from Psalm 19. Blessed are they who follow the law of the Lord. Blessed are they whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are they who observe his decrees, who seek him with all their heart. Blessed are they who follow the law of the Lord. You have commanded that your precepts be diligently kept. Oh, that I might be firm in the ways of keeping your statutes. Blessed are they who follow the law of the Lord. Be good to your servant that I may live and keep your words. Open my eyes, that I may consider the wonders of your law. Blessed are they who follow the law of the Lord. Instruct me, O God, in the way of your statutes, that I may exactly observe them. Give me discernment, that I may observe your law and keep it with all my heart. Blessed are they who follow the law of the Lord. Our second reading comes from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians, chapter 2. Brothers and sisters, we speak a wisdom to those who are mature, not a wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are passing away. Rather, we speak God's wisdom, mysterious, hidden, which God predetermined before the ages for our glory, and which none of the rulers of this age knew. For if they had known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, 
what eye has not seen and ear has not heard and what has not entered the human heart, what God has prepared for those who love him. This God has revealed to us through the Spirit. For the Spirit scrutinizes everything, even the depths of God. The Word of the Lord. Our Gospel reading today is from Matthew chapter 5. Jesus said to his disciples, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have come not to abolish, but to fulfill. Amen, I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not the smallest letter or the smallest part of a letter will pass from the law until all things have taken place. Therefore, whoever breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do so will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever obeys and teaches these commandments will be called greatest in the kingdom of heaven. I tell you, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that it was said to your ancestors, you shall not kill, and whoever kills will be liable to judgment. But I say to you, whoever is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment, and whoever says to his brother, Raqqa, will be answerable to the Sanhedrin, and whoever says, you fool, will be liable to fiery Gehenna. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and there recall that your brother has anything against you, leave your gift there at the altar. Go first and be reconciled with your brother, and then come and offer your gift. Settle with your opponent quickly while on the way to court. Otherwise, your opponent will hand you over to the judge, and the judge will hand you over to the guard, and you will be thrown into prison. Amen, I say to you, you will not be released until you have paid the last penny. You have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you, everyone who looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one of your members than to have your whole body thrown into Gehenna. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one of your members than to have your whole body go into Gehenna. It was also said, whoever divorces his wife must give her a bill of divorce. But I say to you, whoever divorces his wife, unless the marriage is unlawful, causes her to commit adultery, and whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you have heard that it was said to your ancestors, do not take a false oath, but make good to the Lord all that you vow. But I say to you, do not swear at all, not by heaven for it is God's throne, not by the earth, for it is his footstool, 
nor by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Do not swear by your head, for you cannot make a single hair white or black. Let your yes mean yes, and your no mean no. Anything more is from the evil one. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I want to begin this reflection because in, in previous weeks, I've missed this sometimes. And I've this week gotten a really nice reflection from this book. Again, it's called Conversation with God. There's several volumes of this book. It comes in a set. This is from Ordinary Time, weeks one through 12. So each book covers a particular section of the liturgical calendar. There's one book just for Advent and Christmas time, one for the Lent and Easter season, and so on. And so these are beautiful reflections. Some of them, for example, in this section that I read today, come from various documents of the church, such as the Second Vatican Council, De Verbum. Some of these are addresses or maybe speeches from various popes, maybe writings from various saints, and and so on. So you really get this richness of the of the teachings of the church. So this theme, and I look at what is the, at the heart of the matter as we reflect into the Beatitudes and the uh, Jesus last week tells his disciples, you are the salt and you are supposed to be the salt and the light, right? The salt of the earth, the light to the nations to, this is your work is to bring out to to purify, to heal, to, to preserve, to hold steadfast to the faith and to teach it and to spread it. But now he's going into his teachings and who he is and that he comes to fulfill the prophets and the law. And so this first section in this reflection that I think is so helpful for us is entitled The Deposit of Faith. This is what we believe is the deposit of faith. The deposit of faith as the Catholic Church teaches, it's a treasure that each generation receives from the hands of the church. This comes from the church, from the time of Jesus Christ himself, who founded the church. She keeps it faithfully. We keep this teaching of Jesus Christ faithfully from generation to generation. She keeps it faithfully with the help of the Holy Spirit and expounds it with authority. So the church has authority to teach the deposit of faith, which comes from Jesus Christ himself. And we're hearing in these readings today, particularly some of the teachings of Jesus Christ. Our Lord says in the gospel of today's maths that he has not come to abolish the old law, but to bring it into fulfillment, right? It says he restores, perfects, and raises the precepts of the Old Testament to a higher order. The doctrine of Jesus is of eternal value to the men of all times, not just of the times who Jesus was speaking to, but to us today and to the generations that will come after us. It is the source of all saving truth and moral discipline, so says the Second Vatican Council. The teachings of Jesus are the source, listen to that, of all saving truth and moral discipline. Do our families, 
do our cultures, do our communities need truth and moral discipline? I say yes. This reflection goes on to say, we accept the faith which the church proposes, this deposit of faith, when we communicate directly with the apostles and through them, we communicate with Jesus Christ, our first and only teacher. Thanks to the living magisterium, we can say that in a way, the whole world has received his doctrine and has been transformed into Galilee. The whole of the earth becomes Jericho and Capernaum. All humanity stands on the shores of the lake of Gesenareth. St. Paul exhorted in Timothy, guard what has been entrusted to you. Avoid the godless chatter and contradictions of what is falsely called knowledge. For by professing it, some have altogether missed the mark as regards the faith. So we're hearing a bit about God's wisdom and man's so-called wisdom. You know, man's thoughts, this godless chatter and contradiction to the truth. St. Paul is warning the people, be aware of this. And he's warning us today in the same way. The truth of faith does not change with the passage of time. See, it doesn't change generation after generation. It is not superseded or modified or overtaken by the course of history. It can allow fresh insights or even call for the kind of pedagogical and pastoral restatements appropriate to the characteristics of a living language and thus follow a line of development, but without deviating from the well-known traditional formula of St. Vincent of Lyris, who said, what has been believed everywhere, always by everyone, must be preserved as part of the deposit of faith. The creed does not change. It does not get out of date. It does not disintegrate. It is a solid Supporting pillar, the creed, our statement of faith. It's an unshakable column, and yet we cannot give away even in little things, although temperament might be inclined to compromise. Have we ever been, in the last 2,000 years, been tempted to compromise our faith every day? And this is a great quote from uh, Jose Maria Escrivá. You are afraid of hurting people, of creating divisions, and of giving the appearance of being intolerant. And you are giving in on certain positions and certain points, though you assure me that they are not serious ones, which will have fateful consequences for many. Forgive my sincerity, says Escriva. Through your behavior, you are falling into nothing less than the stupid and harmful intolerance that you were concerned to avoid, that of not following the truth to be proclaimed. Proclaiming the truth is often the greatest good we can do for those around us. And I think that's part of the core of what these readings are reminding us, that staying in the truth, while it may not be popular, and in the time of Jesus, it, it wasn't popular for the scribes and the Pharisees as he was standing, the truth, standing in front of these church leaders. It wasn't popular. It was contradictory to what they had thought through their own interpretation of wisdom. 
The final statement that I want to read is this last piece in this reflection on this Sunday's readings. And it says, we need to be well-formed, faithful to the church, faithful to the teaching of the gospel and the magisterium of the church. This will allow us to value everything worthwhile in the different aspects of culture. For the Christian must always be open to whatever is truly positive. At the same time, we shall be able to pick out what is contrary to the Christian view of life. Let us ask Our Lady, Seat of Wisdom, for this gift of judgment in our study, our reading, and the whole area of ideas and culture. Let us also ask her to teach us to esteem and love more and more the treasure that is our faith. And that's where I wanted to go into Our Lady Seat of Wisdom is that in these readings, we hear so much about the wisdom of God and this temptation since the beginning of time to have our own wisdom. Oh, well, we can know more than what God does. But in Sirach, we're given a choice and God gives us freely this choice, this free will to choose good or evil, to choose life or death, you know, really a choice of morality, a choice of life, a choice of truth is to, is a choice towards eternal life, but a a choice that is false, deceitful, evil is on the line to eternal death or damnation. Whichever he chooses shall be given him. God is going to offer us the opportunity to choose. Immense is the wisdom of the Lord. He is mighty in power. And those are true words. So the invitation in the Psalms is we want to walk in the law of the Lord. We want to know his ways. We want to be aware of the truth and we want to obey that truth. It was in the opening antiphon here that Teach us how to abide uh, to what is just and true. And our prayer can be open our eyes so that we can consider the wonders of your law. St. Paul, again, reminding us he did in St. Timothy in this reflection I just read, but to the Corinthians, we speak of God's wisdom. Be aware of the wisdom of the age. Be concerned. Uh, Know that God's wisdom is mysterious, hidden, and predetermined before the ages for our glory. God's wisdom is leading him into a full relationship, a covenant with himself in great love. And so finally, Jesus is saying, I think this is the crux of the matter. This is at the heart. What's the core of your behavior and your action. Jesus is starting to talk about some behaviors that there are laws against, whether it is murder, he's talking about adultery and false oath and divorce, particularly in these scriptures. But I think this line is so important. Whoever obeys and teaches these commandments will be called the greatest in heaven. Where is our heart fashioned? How is our heart dispositioned? Is it dispositioned to the Lord, to life, 
to truth, to the salt of the earth and the light of the world, or is it to sin? And so that begins, that action of murder didn't just happen. There is something within that's hidden that led to an act that offended God and it offended another. And so the real point, I believe, is in how is our heart? What's in our heart? And do we need to clean our heart? Otherwise, we'll have a heart attack. We need to clean our heart. And a beautiful way to do that is through self-reflection, through a self-examination of conscience, and then really looking at, you know, if I've got some harboring feelings for a person, a relationship, it might be in your marriage, it might be in your family, it might be in many cases, a work situation, or even you're harboring feelings for somebody out in the public, right? A political figure, a public figure who you may disagree with. It may be somebody locally in your own country or your own city or your county, but it might be a global personality. But where are those feelings? And this is where we need to go to the Holy Spirit and ask for the Holy Spirit to reveal the clarity. Where do I need God's wisdom to reconcile? The big issue here, I think Jesus is always calling us to reconcile, to forgive, to be forgiving. How do we do that? only by God's grace. We do that because we've been loved by God. God loves us with all of his mercy. He loves us even though we've turned away from him. He's constantly loving us because God is love. We don't deserve that love many times, but we continue to turn to him and say, thank you. Help me, Lord, to receive this love. And many times it's in going to the sacrament of reconciliation, to confession and say, Father, I have really sinned in this relationship, in this thought. I haven't forgiven or I've said I've forgiven, but I'm still harboring these, these, these dark thoughts in my heart. Help me to get rid of those through God's grace and through charity and through your acts of service and love. Only by the grace of God can we follow in his ways. We must surrender, we must trust, and we must freely choose God. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let's close with this prayer. It's a prayer to Our Lady, Seat of Wisdom, written by St. Thomas Aquinas. O Mary, Seat of Wisdom, So many persons of common intellect have made through your intercession admirable progress in their studies. I hereby choose you as my guardian and patron of my studies. I humbly ask you to obtain for me the grace of the Holy Spirit so that from now on I can understand more quickly, retain more readily, and express myself more fluently. May the example of my life serve to honor you and your son, Jesus. Amen. Our Lady, Seat of Wisdom, pray for us. You have been listening to Faith Moments with Dina Marie, reflections upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. New podcast episodes are released weekly through the generous support of Mater Dei Radio. To learn more about Faith Moments with Dina Marie, visit me online at dinamarie.org. That's dinamarie.org. May you have a blessed week. 
If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.